Lethal Architecture 1 America When Mel Gibson ties the cable between his truck and the slender stills which support the elegant house in the hills in which the South African bad guys and Richard Donner's Lethal Weapon 2 do their dirty business, and drives away on top speed, pulling the steel stills away from under the house, making the whole house collapse and crash into the valley below, engulfed in blaze of thunder and fire, it's not just any house or studio prop that has been demolished. It is the I-shaped Garcia house in Los Angeles, designed by John Lautner in 1962. Or should I say, it is of course a perfect full-scale copy of the Garcia house. Getting the owner's permission to use the real Garcia house, even for the indoor scenes of such a film, would be impossible because of much gunfire and shattering of glass. However, such architectural cameos are rare in American imagery. In American film and television, even the houses of the affluent upper middle class with well-kept gardens in safe suburbs, or the mansions of the very rich indeed, are hardly ever examples of high architecture, from hot high as in haute couture. Like the Garcia house, not even bad or poor architecture, just non-architecture, the kind of houses people live in in the TV shows like Dallas, Dynasty, 30-something and Beverly Hills 90210, or in films like The War of the Roses and Home Alone. Such houses never appear in American high architecture publications. They are too eclectic to be taken seriously and are dismissed as mediocre pastiches of historical and semi-modern styles. Mind you, these non-architecture houses are perfectly decent and well-functioning. They have walls, a roof, windows, a porch, a garage, a driveway. Furthermore, they are spacious. They are warm in the winter and kept cool in the summer. Often, there is one bathroom for every bedroom. One can have high standards of living without having high architecture. The lack of interest in housing as a field for high architecture is typical not just for the American entertainment industry. Any visitor to the US will note that the imagery of the film industry gives a fair representation of the real-life situation. In America, architects design airports, skyscrapers and the like, leaving the housing market to entrepreneurs and speculators. Apparently, there are no complaints about this, and there is no notion within the architectural profession that the situation could or should be different. There are, of course, exceptions. Many of the greatest examples of high architecture for living in are American. But such houses are as rare in real life as in the movies. In America, the private dwelling designed by an architect in a high architecture style, be it mass housing or luxury beach house, is the exception, not the rule. The fact that in America, architects as a rule do not design the housing is the most annoying fact to Europeans. The ugly homes of Americans cause the kind of neurotic frustration in European architects that all purist intellectuals would experience on arrival to America. There have been a great many self-appointed European reformers to American culture, however, they never leave much of a mark. They may have some success for a limited period of time in a limited sector of society, but in the end, they always leave Americans profoundly unimpressed and indifferent.